We'll see if this works. Okay, everybody listen. If you can't hear, you can, I don't mind if you come close. Shalom Ubracha, everybody. We know that in times of darkness, we always have to look for that little bit of a light. And as we said so many times before, just a little bit of a light pushes away lots of darkness. I want to share with you an incredible story of an open miracle that just happened this week. Rabbi Baruch Rosenblum from Eretz Yisrael is in contact with a commander that um, that is in right now in the Gaza Strip on a mission. And when he had come out for a break, he calls Rabbi Rosenblum and he says, I have to tell you something. It says he walked into a situation room in the morning when all the commanders sit and discuss the next steps that they need to take in order to find hostages and in order to fight the terrorists. And he says when he walked in, he saw the entire group of commanders sitting there with their faces literally white as if something horrible has just happened. And they were just just rubbing their heads and, and he gets confused and he asks them what's going on. So they show him the video that was taken by a drone from up top showing three Namer tanks. Namer tanks are tanks that transport soldiers. Each one fits 12 soldiers. They show these three Namer tanks. All three were bombed and on fire. To them, that meant 36 soldiers had just lost their lives. And they were all sitting there thinking, how did this happen? How did three tanks get hit at the same time? How are they going to give the news? We should never know. To the family members of 36 soldiers in one day. All of a sudden, he's like, as we're talking about how we're going to take the next steps, one of them gets a call. Gets a call from the other side. And it's one of the soldiers from one of the tank platoons. And right away, the commander asks, how are you calling me right now? He says, okay, listen, here's what happened. It's crazy. The rotator belt on our tank broke and it was malfunctioning. So we didn't want to be sitting ducks. We all, from that tank, we all jumped out of our tank. Now, without us noticing, the tank behind us saw us getting out, thought something is wrong, therefore jumped out of their tank as well. The following tank, the third one, did the same thing when they saw the second tank, everyone getting out, thought something might be wrong, and they all got out. As soon as we made it to safety, all three tanks were hit. And here's what the commander says to Rabbi Rosenblum. He says, Harav, this is the impact of all the prayers, all the mitzvot, all the tefillot of Am Yisrael. Please continue. The soldiers know that an open miracle happened for them today. And they're saying it every single day. We need your support. We need your tefillot. We need your mitzvot. Rabotai, let's keep it up. Every single mitzvah saves lives. Let's keep it up. Let's grow and let's pray for Am Israel. Am Israel Chai. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Amazing story. And it made a, I heard it yesterday, it made a tremendous reishim on me. So I wanted to share it with you. And really that's what I want to talk about today. Because I saw when I was in Rabbi Ravitsky's office, he has these beautiful cards, Kabbalah cards. I don't know if you guys, it's for this, for this Eilam, also has to do it. So, beautiful. And it was Mamish Mechazik me, that we have to, to make Kabbalahs. And so I want to share with you, there are two types of Kabbalahs that it's Kedai to take. 
two different types of Kabbalahs. You could do one or the other, or you could do both. And the Balatanya says that the Rabbanu Shem likes two types of things, two different types of dishes. That's what he calls it. He quotes the Zoyer. says he likes sweet dishes and he likes sharp dishes. You know, like some people, they like hot food. So this is what, this is what, this is what the Balatanya brings down from the Zoyer. That the Rabbanu Shem also, lahav del elef avdol, it's whatever it even means. There are some mitzvahs which are sweet and some mitzvahs which are hot. You know, go to the restaurant, it says extra spicy. Some people actually love that. What are the two different types of mitzvahs? One mitzvah is the things that we do well, the things that we're good at, the things that, we're, that we find easy to do. And those mitzvahs, we have to figure out how to do it better. That's what the Mitzvah Shisharim tells us. We have to figure out how to make the mitzvahs that we do well, the, mitzvahs that we're, the things that we're doing right, how do we do them even better? Then there's the other type of mitzvah. The other type of mitzvah is the high spicy type of mitzvah. That's a mitzvah that's something that we find very difficult either to control ourselves from doing or to do. And we have to use tremendous amount of self-control and willpower to overcome it. That's a hot and spicy mitzvah. And the Bershom loves both of them. He likes both the sweet and the hot and spicy. So when we make our Kabbalahs, Think to ourselves, what are we going to make? You're going to, you can decide, I'm going, to, I'm going to give the Rebbe Shalom a sweet mitzvah. I'm going to use what I have that's, that I do well, and I'm going, to be, I'm going to make that even better. Or maybe I'm going to think of something that it's very hard for me to control myself from. Or something that I'm so, I, don't, I don't really get such a geschmack out of, and I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to break my Yitzhahara for the Rebbe Shalom. That's also a beautiful type of Kabbalah. The Roshiva said over, Mamash so beautifully, how did Yitzchak Avinu, we find that Yitzchak was so close to Esav. And the Roshiva said, very different than other, than other Mepharshim explained. Said that Yitzchak held on to Esav with both hands. He never let go of Esav. Why? Because he knew that Esav needed Chizak. A little bit different than, than the typical Mepharshim are learning. He knew that Esav needed extra Chizak. So what did Yitzchak, what was Yitzchak's mahalach with Esav? Yitzchak Avinu was an oil of Tamim. Yitzchak was mamish, the, the holiest of the holy. Of all the others, Yitzchak was mamish on the spitz madrega of Kedusha. He was the last one of the others who would want to sit down to a fat, juicy steak. He'd be very happy, Yitzchak Avinu would be very happy with eating, eating a little porridge and, and some stale bread. But Yitzchak knew that Esav liked to hunt. He knew that Esav liked to hunt. So I heard a story of a guy once that he took his kid to every single baseball stadium one summer, every single baseball stadium in the, in the, in the, in the major leagues. So his friend said to him, I didn't know you liked baseball. So the guy said, I don't like baseball. He said, so why'd you do it? He said, because my son likes baseball. That's why I did it. I talk and don't like baseball. But my son loves baseball, so I figured I'll take him to every... That's what I want. I wanted to show my son how much I loved him, so I did what he liked. Yitzchak knew that Esau loved to hunt. So what did he do? Even though he was so far from that, Yitzchak was an island to Mima. He said, Esau, why'd you come home? To, why'd, you come, why'd, you, why'd you hunt today, Esau? Oh, Ta, you really want to see what I, what I hunted? I've had that one. Let me see. Cook it up, but let's taste it. And Esav went into the kitchen, he made a gansa meal for him. That's what the Kitsai Befib was. So much so 
that Yitzchak said he wanted to use what Esav was good at to show that Esav he could serve Hashem. And that's what the Bedrash says. What did Esav do? Esav got so good at hunting that he was able to shecht an animal with a bow and arrow. A kosher shechita with a bow and arrow. It was, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I have no doubt that that was Yitzchak's challenge. Esav, wow. You might have good aim. You're really good with that bow and arrow. Let me, let me sit down. I'll teach you some hachashchita. It's not so posh at the shecht. You think you could do it with a bow and arrow? I bet you could do it, Esav. You're so good with a bow and arrow, I bet you could even do that. And Esav Taka sat and he practiced and he practiced and he practiced till he was able to shecht an animal with a bow and arrow. So Yitzchak took what Esav was good at and he developed that so that Esav could use it to serve HaKadosh Baruch and when it came time for one of the kids to have to leave, who'd left? He sent Yaakov away. Esav, he kept by him because he knew he couldn't leave go of Esav. Esav needed his chizik all the time. The Rashivas finished off that very often parents, they could get very, very forlorn. If they see a kid, that's not, it's not going the way they really wanted to. Esav wasn't exactly the biggest success story. But at the end of the day, Esav, when he met with Yaakov and he wanted to kill him, so what does Rashi tell us? with the dots on top. And the Shiva said over, Ulai could be. Because of the love that Yitzchak showed to Esav, that's why in the end of the day, you think Yitzchak may have thought, didn't do anything. Yitzchak may have not even known about the story. But Lemaisa that turned it around and Esav kissed Yaakov with his whole heart. That's one of the Pshatim and Rashi. So in essence, really what happened was it saved the whole day. Because they would have been killed on the same day. They would have, if they would have fought, they both would have died. We know that's what Chazal say. So here you have an opportunity, Rabbi say. Like we're saying, it's coming down to the, every single one of you guys make a difference. You don't know, we don't know which extra, we said a shira malas today, we said a kvetch, we gave a, whatever it is, this Kabbalah that you're going to write down, you don't know which soldier you're saving. You don't know, you have no, we have no idea. We don't know which, which of our tefillahs saved one of those tanks. But we're just as much a part of this battle as, as, as they are. We could save them. And at the end of the day, you think you're saving them, but really you're saving yourself. How? I have no idea. That I can't tell you. But I guarantee you, every single tefillah that you, every single mitzvah, every single kabbalah that we make, at the end of the day, it's saving somebody else, but ultimately it's saving ourselves. So let's be mechazek ourselves and save some soldiers and save ourselves. Okay.